What is up, guys? Welcome to the David Land Podcast. Now, today, it was a rainy day at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, but we were able to get some driver interviews for you guys. Now, if you already watched the video from today, you have seen bits and pieces of these interviews, but David and I wanted to give you guys something more for the podcast listeners strictly here on the on whatever pack podcast platform you're listening to we wanted to give you all of these interviews uncut so today we got the entirety of the ray hall letterman lanigan team we got the entirety of the team penske team and we also got benjamin peterson the rookie uh so because i know you didn't click on this to listen to me bicker uh let's get right into it let's start with the ray hall letterman team All right, Graham, we're on the Oval. Um, you guys struggled a bit for pace last year. It was no secret. Um, what's your confidence level going into this month? Well, you know, I mean, it's, it, it's, uh, we're going to find out here quickly. Um, I do think we should be, you know, much more competitive uh, than last year. But I also will tell you that I, I know even last night, you know, we're all sitting there having conversations, learning as much as we can, taking the data from the test uh, and trying to put it to good use. So, you know, frankly, that, that being said, uh, I expect us to be up front. I mean, I, I don't come here every year to not be, and uh, I don't go to any race to not be up front. And so, um, you know, I think we should be very strong. What was the deficiency last year? I mean, where were you lacking? Well, I think a lot of it comes down to aerodynamics. Um, but having said that, I don't know that our cars were as good as they had been in previous years, you know, handling-wise as well. And it's a very fine line here of those two things. And that's even even where we are today. You know, I think we've we found some good, efficient downforce, uh, but sometimes that's just too slow, right? And so you there's a fine line between those two. And that's what we as a team have to develop this week and figure out. Um, but I think our processes within the organization, the way that we go about our business, is improving a lot. Um, as you guys are seeing, I think throughout the year, it may take a little bit of time, which I know people don't have a lot of patience for us, nor do we. Uh, but as you saw at the Grand Prix, I think it is starting uh, to take shape a little bit, uh, and hopefully it will continue to do so. Four cars this year. There's, I guess, a question mark. You ask one person, you ask a different person. Adding a car sometimes will be a benefit, sometimes it'll be a difficulty. Where are you guys kind of standing on adding a car for this year? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, uh, it is both of those things. You know, it can be a huge benefit. That's got to be our goal as an organization is to make the most of Catherine. And, and uh, she'll bring, you know, her, her feedback and stuff of the test was great. Um, you know, I've driven with Cat before in the NSX, so I've got a lot of respect for her and what she's capable of. Uh, we, we need to make the most of that program and, and make sure that all four cars are equally giving, uh, giving into it and uh, you know, making things better. And so, as I told everybody in our engineering meeting last night, you know, with four cars, the four cars we've got, you know, even when it comes to race running and things like that, we really don't need anybody else. You know, as long as we work in sync as an organization, it's a lot like Andretti when they go do the long runs. They don't really need anybody else. If everybody else wants to play, fine but you don't need it, and that's kind of where we're at. So we need to make sure that we're taking advantage of that. So I would say that even though you didn't win, it was a positive experience at the Indy GP. How'd that feel for the team? I think we're all living on, on the emotions of uh, which, which are a little bittersweet at the moment, but at the same time, looking at it, we had two cars in the Fast Six. Uh, my past two results have been two, two Fast Sixes, two Top Six results and a pole, so not executing that 
well enough on, on Sundays, obviously a little uh, bittersweet, but we're going into the month of May with momentum. Uh, and I think that's what we need to, uh, to think about at the moment. And looking at last year, you were on the last row. You guys struggled a little bit. I talked to, uh, I know, I hate to remind you of that, but I talked to Graham and talked to Jack, and it seems like the, the, the momentum or the, the positive energy seems to be there this year about your oval program. Have you noticed improvements? Obviously, it's your second year. You don't have that much experience, but has the car felt better? Has the car felt quicker? I'd say so. Uh, obviously, I think Texas is a completely different uh, conversation, but going into here, I think we definitely we will have a faster car than we did last year. Uh, I think we already proved that at, at the open test. Uh, I think we were fourth and seventh on no-tow time on, on two of the cars. So I think that's definitely an improvement. Um, but I mean, I guess that's what practice is for. We will find out soon enough. Um, but again, I think we're going in with a different mindset, especially leaving the past two race weekends with the performances that we've had. Um, I know the oval project is a completely different scenario, but the momentum will, will shift the, the whole atmosphere within the team, and I think we're just going in with, with a lot of excitement. And looking at your race last year, you raced pretty well. You moved up through the field. You were in that conversation for top rookie. What did you learn last year throughout the 500 miles that you can bring into this year? Ah, uh, that it's a long race. Um, I remember my uh, my feet started shaking at the end of the race because you're just being pushed to like one side. Um, and obviously I'm not used to the ovals um, and especially the super speedways with all the vibration on the tires. When you get to the end of your stint, uh, you get pretty shaken up, but it, it's just an experience. Um, and going into to this year, I'm, I'm just going to take every every second as it comes and, and see where we're going to end up, but at the same time come in with, with a lot more expectation. Um, like I said, the momentum is, is on our side right now, so uh, we've got to make sure that it doesn't end too early. All right. Hey, Jack. Hey. Good to see you. So, yeah, it was a good start to the weekend with the GP. Obviously, didn't I'm sure it didn't go the way you wanted it to go, but was that a positive note to start the month of May, even, even with the struggles? Well, yeah, I mean, to be fair, we only struggled really in the race, um, you know, and it kind of unraveled a little bit more than we would have liked. Um, I think the temperature, the track temperature rising as much as it did kind of, you know, perhaps caught us off guard. The rest of the weekend had been quite cool in the race. It was quite warm and humid. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that obviously didn't pan out the way we hoped. However, for us to put three of the cars, you know, way in the top ten in qualifying, I thought was an excellent performance by the entire team. So I think there is a lot of good momentum, a lot of good positivity heading into what we hope is going to be just a continued successful month of May. So, I mean, I'm going to ask you a tough question here because there's an awful, I mean, people talk about you constantly and it's usually negative. I mean, how do you block some of that out? And because, I mean, like, for example, the Marshall Pruitt rumor, the first thing everyone said was it was you who was losing your seat. And, and that wasn't true, obviously, but, you know, why... You know, what, what's your thought process with all that noise outside of you right now? I don't know. I don't really spend time thinking about it, man, honestly. I don't really, I don't dwell on what happened in last off-season, and I really haven't read anything yet that seems to be too terribly negative. So unless you've got, unless you've got something, I don't really know. Well, sure. I mean, I, I mean, I see it a lot. I mean, it, it, and I'm glad you don't see it because it's, it's kind of silly. You know, they're you're not in the, they're not in the cockpit. You are, and so you know, looking ahead, 
One of the difficulties that your team struggled with last year was qualifying. Um, Graham was pretty positive. It looks like you know adding a car is going to help you guys with data. You guys are going to be able to run in traffic. When you're looking ahead to the oval and the improvements that this team has made, are you feeling confident? Yeah, I hope so, man. I mean, we'll wait and see, right? It's uh, we did the open test, and I think there were some things we did well that probably people didn't see, and some bits that we need to work on to try and generate just more performance. So. I think the addition of Catherine in the 44 is going to be great. Uh, I think the open test again, everything was a pretty seamless expansion, if you want to call it that. So, yeah, I mean, I think the hope is that with another car, we're able just to get through some more uh, testing points, plot some more data points, and you know, ultimately just learn more. So, I think that's, that's the I think that's the goal and the hope, you know. And then just to readdress like the negativity. At the end of the day, man, I'm a I'm a positive person. You know, everybody is allowed to have their opinions on everything uh, you know and I'm not here to say anyone's right or wrong uh, you know I'm not a keyboard warrior you know I don't ever try and ever pull people down or push them down honestly even really share like a negative negative opinion unless I'm just talking with people in general in which case you know even then you don't know what people have going on so you know I think social media is a it's an interesting place and just because just because you can tweet doesn't mean that you always should tweet and I think people so often forget there's a person the other side of it you know so when they're being blasé about comments here and there you're like alright yeah I'm not saying that you wouldn't try and trade me and switch jobs with me but you don't always necessarily want to deal with all the pressure and you know I think that's in some ways actually a privileged position to be able to just see it for what it is and you know first and foremost like, I wish we had had some better results you know what we dealt with in the off season was unfortunate and difficult but I also turned the page on it and then you know outside of that you know only because you use Marshall as a reference we also chatted after qualifying and it seemed like it was a no actually the performances that we were delivering this weekend at Indy GP at least up to qualifying that was my normal when I was at MSR so yeah it might be it might be a little bit negative now you know and in some ways perhaps so far we haven't achieved what we wanted to with RLL however up to that point there's I felt like we were one of the up-and-coming guys in the series so negativity that way is temporary you know if you turn it around by the end of the season the same people who are negative and critical may be positive again so it is what it is man welcome back 10 years that's that's actually hard to believe I mean I've, I think I've talked to Joseph's been here for 12 years it seems like time's moving fast but here you are back at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway I know you've worked on this for a while how gratifying is it to be back and I haven't aged a day, right? Not at all. <laughs> um, no, it's awesome to be back. You know, I, I've been driving, so it's not like I've been sat at home not doing anything for the last 10 years. But um, it's been uh, it's been eye-opening getting back in the car and, like, relearning everything. It's come back relatively quickly, but um, it's, I mean, it's the pinnacle of racing at the end of the day, and it's the biggest sporting event in the world, so it's not something that you don't take very seriously. It's uh, the car's changed a little bit. It's technically the same chassis, but it really isn't anymore. Can you describe? Can you even begin to describe the changes? I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Only because I don't really remember that long ago what it was like to have a direct comparison to be like, well, this is different. That's different. It feels very different because of the aero package, because of the aero screen, because the wheel's different. Like literally. Everything that was sensory to me seems similar but different and it's been so long that I can't do direct back to back because I don't remember it that well, to sure. be honest. 
Well, I guess the last question I have for you is going into this month, I mean, you're an Indy-only program. I, I imagine you want to continue to expand this uh, further in IndyCar, but for this month, you know, what can you set your expectations at? I mean, what would you be happy with at the end of the race on May 28th? Um, I haven't set any expectations purely because I don't know where we stack up against everybody else at the moment. I would only be happy with going as fast as that car can go and um, we don't know how good the car is going to be like if it, the car is a p1 car then i'll only be happy if i win it if it's a top 10 car then i'll only be happy if i'm in the top 10 and also making no mistakes or minimizing the amount of mistakes that you make so i think if everything goes according to plan and it's tidy there's no reason why we can't win it but like literally we we don't know until qualifying like where we can stack up and then even then Everybody races different to how they qualify, so you still don't really know whether you're in good shape in the race or not. Before your rookie 500, I actually asked Rick Mears about you know your rookie race and what what you were going to need to to do to get through it. And he said something to me that's always stuck with me, and it was think through the race. You're approaching your what third or fourth Indy 500. So what what have you learned in the last two years about this race? Well, you can waste a lot of energy on BS, you know, like worrying about like media stuff or burning yourself out with like appearances so I think learning to control a lot of the off-track stuff actually helps a lot of your preparation for the race um, I'm sort of really just approaching this race with like a you know just a very open mind same race it's, a, it's a, just another race I know it's a big one and I, I put it in high regard in my career but it's I don't want to burn myself out by doing that sort of uh, worrying about that sort of stuff so before I get in the car but then when you get into the race yeah, I think it's just buying your ticket for that last stop, that last stint. Um, very similar to Bathurst, just probably a mini Bathurst in that regard. So I'm, I feel really calm and, and ready for this this year I'm, compared to the, like maybe last year I was thinking, oh, what's it going to be like with all the crowd and what's it going to be like with all this, what's going to change? And I've had my first crash here. So it's sort of, you know, that sometimes having a crash, it's kind of, you learn the feelings of what the car was saying to you before you actually crashed. And I think that prepares you as well. It's interesting that you brought up Bathurst. I've watched that the last couple of years, and it's striking the similarities to the Indianapolis 500. Everybody's together the whole time, passing at a premium. You've won that race. You know how to do it. But is is it really, uh, uh, is how much of a comparison to oval track racing is a race like that? Because you haven't broke through yet. You were really close at Texas. Um, you know, describe oval, oval racing and, and what it takes to win here. Have you figured that out? Ovals are like a mini endurance race in some ways. The amount of stops you have to do, the amount of variables that can happen and change during the race, the weather and, and whatnot, and where the car, how the car degrades as well. Like the front wings get hammered by rocks and whatever, so you lose front wing. So things can change in an instant. Um, yeah, I, I think I, I, having the experience of Bathurst has been great for me because sort of understands it a bit more, but it's taken me probably a couple years to understand uh, that it is very similar to what I've used to do, and that's probably made me a lot more calmer going into this year. So Nick Yeoman had an interesting stat, and you're probably going to hate to hear it, but this is your 12th Indianapolis 500. That's hard to believe. What has this race meant to you over those 12 years? Uh, it's been, you know, just, I, you know, I think if it all stopped right now, I'd just be thankful that I was a part of it, you know, like, you know, every year I'm here, it's, I just, I, you forget about it at times, but every year I'm here, I think about how cool it is to be a part of this whole, you know, spectacle. It, it really is. That's why it's, you know, the greatest spectacle in racing. Um, it's just amazing to be a driver in it. I mean, I, I've lived a dream, you know, if it's, like I said, if it stopped now, I didn't even get to run this race this year. 
I'm very thankful for what I've been able to do and, and be a part of. So that's what it means to me is just the, the privilege to have done it. I've done it. I've been a part of it. I, I hope to keep doing it, but man, it's been a ride up to this point. Scott mentioned something interesting to me that uh, he, he compared the Indy 500 and really oval racing in general to endurance racing. You've gotten to do a little bit of that this year. Um, do you think that's going to help at all? Do you think it's changed the mindset a little bit? No, I would I would disagree. It does it doesn't feel like an endurance race at all. I mean, it is a long race. You know, it, for for an open wheel car, it's you know, it's 200 laps, 500 miles, so it's going to take us three hours. But man, it's it's not like an enduro. You know, you've really got to. There's almost two races to it. You know, there's the positioning at the end. You got to get in position for that final stint. But it's not like you're just. You know, most people aren't just riding around trying to get to the end of the race. They are trying to get themselves in position to maybe win it and work on the car and figure out, you know, what is it going to take on that day to win? Because it's different every year. So for me, it's that's a huge fight, like the entire race, and you're pushing and trying to analyze and understand. So I don't know. It, to me, it feels like a, a, a sprint race in a lot of ways, but there's two sprints. You've got the initial sprint leading to that final stop, and then there's the real sprint for the finish. All right, Will. Team Penske hasn't been on form at the Indy 500 the last couple of years. You know, what is it going to take to get you guys back in the winner's circle? Uh... We've worked extremely hard the last three years. Um, I'm hoping we close the gap. I mean, we did last year, just tickling the top 12. So, yeah, we're hoping to take another step. And I mean, challenging for pole would be amazing. I don't know whether we can do that, but um, you know, if you're in that top six group sort of area, that certainly gives you a good chance to, to win the race. Um, and as you know, in this series, anything can happen in the race. But um, you know, just from outright performance, yeah, I hope hope we've uh, closed the gap. I'm always apprehensive now because it's been three years in a row that we've worked really hard, and you know, just haven't turned up and being able to challenge at the front. So we'll see. What was the deficiency, or what has been the deficiency the last couple of years? I mean, what have you guys struggled with getting up to pace? It's been many, many things. Like, it'd blow your mind if you knew the amount of different things that we've developed and had to work on. It's never just one thing. It simply is never just one thing in this sport. It's just, it's, you know, it's a spec car. So it's a lot of little tiny things that add up. So one of the things I talked with your teammates about, and I got two different answers. Scott brought up that the Indy 500 to him is a lot like the Bathurst 1000. It's like an endurance race. Joseph thought the Indy 500 is a lot like a sprint race. Where do you fall in that spectrum? It's probably come, become more like a sprint race. Yeah, yeah, like you've got to be running the front all day almost. Like, yeah, days of coming from the back seems a little harder. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, they're all different. They're all different. It depends on the on the formula of racing and this year. I'm going to say it's going to be different because there's more downforce, so we're going to be stacked closer. So, you know, maybe it's, um, yeah, which means you should need to be at the front. Well, that's something that's been discussed ad nauseum, and, and you're such a veteran, and you, and you know these cars. What does the racing need to be really good again, you know, a, a solid race for 500 miles? I mean, what would you do to the cars? I think well, exactly what they've done is add downforce. They've added, uh, you know, floor bits to create downforce. Like, yeah, they've done exactly what they need to do. 
Yeah. That's exciting. So uh, we're expecting a good race then? I would expect uh, certainly that sort of no one ever escapes back and forth racing. Yeah, absolutely. All right. It's, uh, it's day one of Oval. Uh, I hope we get out. I'm sure you do too. You ready, Rookie? I'm excited. Um, you know, the grip in the paddock right now is pretty low with the, the rainfall. Uh, no, <laughs> pretty excited to get on track. We obviously have been on track a couple weeks ago for the ROP and uh, yeah, very excited. We weren't in our 500 car at the test, so this, this car should be quite a bit quicker. So that's very, very exciting and um, yeah, just very excited to get on track. I'm sure you get this question a lot, but I'm, I'm curious. Has it sunk in yet how important it is to race for AJ Foyt here at Indianapolis? It's just so special. I mean, he's here today. He was here bright and early, um, sharing stories because it's you know, obviously we're on a rain delay, so we don't we have a whole lot of other things to do. But um, it's very special. His memory is so sharp still of every little thing. He could tell you exactly where he started, what row, outside, inside, what happened. Um, yeah, it's it's very special and um, very proud to, to drive for this team during this month of May. The most important question is, have you rated the ice cream cooler yet? I, I've not rated it yet. I've, I've peaked. Uh, when the time is right, I will uh, indulge in an ice cream, but um, I, it's always, obviously like you want to you don't want to look bad just grabbing ice creams because you're a driver and you're supposed to be fit and I train a lot, so I, I kind of balance that out whenever I should have an ice cream. I'm going to wait till it heats up a bit, but I'll, I'll have one. I feel like it would be disrespectful not to. Um, and this, the same thing, he's got a hot dog machine in there. No way. Yep, it's kind of secret. It's very good. I've had a couple, but um, yeah, I try to time it right. Now that was the uncut interviews of all the drivers that we got to speak to today. Uh, hopefully throughout the week we'll be uh, uploading these interviews to the podcast platforms uh, as often as possible. Uh, but I also want to say that be on the lookout on YouTube that hopefully we are hoping to this week at a, a, a few times to have a live podcast in the morning before practice starts. That's right. We want to go live in the morning, maybe 8 to 10 p.m., I don't know, or a.m., my bad. Uh, but we don't know for sure yet uh, when that's going to happen. It's such a busy schedule, but we are making a point to try and make that happen this month at some point, uh, maybe two days from now, maybe tomorrow. So uh, stay tuned for that. Just be on the lookout if you're up in the morning and wanting to uh, consume some Indy 500 content before the practice session starts. Uh, so that'll be it. Uh, we will talk to you tomorrow.